part three of our show today. And we have something really quite special for you today because, well, I'd let uh, Paul introduce his section. Paul, tell us all about it. Well, recently the uh, contest to be world champion of public speaking was held in Chicago. It was held during the convention in Chicago and the winner of the contest was Ramona J. Smith, a lady who was born in Cleveland and who now lives in, now let me just think, where does she live? She, um, I think somewhere in Texas. Anyway. And um, we're hoping to interview her very, very shortly. She has agreed to an interview. That's so lovely. We'll be lovely. looking forward to bringing you that. So the amazing thing is that uh, last uh, Monday, her winning speech was evaluated in court. Now that is amazing. I doubt very much that any Toastmaster in the entire world has ever evaluated the speech of the world champion of public speaking before. Yeah, that might be a difficult thing to prove, but yeah, could well be. And I have to say, William Fitzgerald did a wonderful job of evaluating Ramona Smith's speech, which was called Still Standing. Didn't he? Now, listeners, how on earth is this possible to be sitting in Cork after the World Championship has been held and be able to evaluate? And let me tell you the story. Maura and O'Brien and I were having a chat one day and we came up with the idea, wouldn't it be wonderful to purchase from Toastmasters the entire stream, uh, video stream, of the convention in Chicago, and then to use it as an educational resource during the year. We decided we could use it in many different ways, and we thought the first thing we'll do is we'll organize a meeting in Cork in which we will play for people who come a number of the speeches. In fact, we played five of them we'll have to make it as like a normal Toastmasters meeting as possible. We'll have a, a table topic session and we will have evaluators. In the case of this case, we would watch five speeches and we would have five evaluators. We would also have a timekeeper and we would also have a Toastmaster and we would also invite, and she was terribly willing to come, our Division A Director. Now, first of all, let me say that this offer from Toastmasters of the full educational resource, which is what I'd like to call it, of enabling you to see, where was it something like 130? But the, the semi-finals were 135 plus the 10 final speeches. So 145 speeches. speeches to look at for, if I remember rightly, $120. And there is more than that because there are the workshops. We won't yes. talk about the workshops now. But we even, last Monday night, uh, went around the room and said, who do you think won? And that was absolutely fascinating mm -hmm. because people were able to not only evaluate but to make their own mind up about who won. And interestingly enough, the person who got most uh, votes on having won was actually Ramona J. Smith. Yes. Now, one of the, uh, it was possible that we organize this evening to be uh, a, 
a film evening where we could watch 10 speeches, for example. We could have set it up to be just watching. And indeed, they're probably, you know, that would be the kind of gut intention. You think we get all these speeches, we'll get a whole load of people together and we'll watch them. And we'll have a chat about them afterwards. But no, we didn't do that, did we, Moira? No, we didn't. We had a much better idea. We decided that we would actually hold a normal Toastmasters meeting, except that the speeches wouldn't be given by our members, they would be given by the World Champions. World Championship finalists. And also Sherry Sue, who was uh, second with her speech, yep. Turnaround. And I won't go through the others that, that, that we picked. But the key thing, we, we reviewed this afterwards, the key thing was our learning that doing evaluations of winning speeches and top-class speeches was a valuable exercise, it wasn't was, it? It was. And uh, there was some very valid recommendations that came out of the five evaluations that we saw. Things that, as Toastmasters, we, we when, you, when you look at a speech like that, uh, as a, an audience member, you sit there, if you're, if you're not a Toastmaster, you sit there and you enjoy the performance. When you look at it from the point of view of a Toastmaster, your view changes dramatically. And for example, the most Severe criticism, if I may use that word, of all the speakers that we saw was overacting. And that this, these speeches, instead of being what we see as a speech, became a performance. Well, it certainly raised for me the issue about what is the best balance to strike between what I will say is the wisdom of the speech mm -hmm the core message, the, the thing you want people to take away, and the performance. Because if you make a speech which impresses people so much with the performance that they can barely remember what the core message is mm -hmm. because the person was mm -hmm. so exciting, moved their body, was brilliant acting, mm -hmm. and you say, well, what was that about? So, for example, Ramona J. Smith, her speech, which is absolutely worth watching, was basically in a boxing ring. She came onto the stage as a boxer and she had three rounds in the ring and she was still standing at the end of them. Yep. So her body language, she imitated a, a boxer. In fact, I thought she'd been to the gym, uh, mm. especially to prepare for the speech, because she certainly moved in a most threatening manager, manner yeah. on stage. But she had a core message that she, she wanted to give, and she uh, wrapped her core message in a certain way. But what was great was that William Fitzgerald, that, who evaluated her, pointed out a number of the strengths of the speech and why he felt that they were strengths. Mm -hmm. And he pointed out a couple of things that he felt Ramona could do better if she was going to repeat the speech. Yeah. And that is something that, in a way, I wish that we had recorded the evaluation so that when we do speak to Ramona or when you mm -hmm. interview Ramona, you would be able to play it for her. You see, yeah. she will have been evaluated by her coaches. Of course. She will have been evaluated back in her club. But 
I'm, something I'm not sure about Moira is that I read in one of the newspaper articles about her victory in the mm -hmm. Cleveland Gazette or something like that, that the second speech, because she's been through a semi-final, yep. that the second speech has to be, and this surprised me, a speech you haven't given before. Now, if that is the case, I'm astonished. I, I did not know that, but I, and I suspect that it's inaccurate. But I the key, think so. The key I thing is, is that the key learning for me, and I can say us, because we had a really good discussion afterwards, was that, that this resource which we've purchased, and to use it, uh, uh, the way in which we did use it, that it was a proper Toastmasters meeting. We were at it to learn. Yeah, and, and we did. And to learn specific things, because I'm sure it's the things that were highlighted during the evaluation that will be the things that were most mm. learned mm. from it. Mm. And we have another idea. We have another idea. Our idea is, because that was a small uh, gathering of people for it, and small, and it was described in advance as intimate, which was one of the things that attracted William Fitzgerald to come to it, and I'm sure he won't mind me saying that, but it was a small intimate gathering. But there is a high probability that we will hold such an experience again, that what, the way we will do it is that we will gather names of people who are interested in coming to it, and when we have, say, 20, or perhaps we haven't discussed how many, maybe even 25 people, who are willing to come to it and help to, uh, well, and uh, pay for the cost of such a room because we had a big TV screen, which was terrific. It was good. And it's just what you need. Yeah. Um, and I understand that I've been told that at the World Championship, there are big screens around the auditorium, yes. <clears throat> which certainly would uh, be a good thing mm -hmm. because not all the uh, speakers were very tall uh, people. So I have to say, apart from congratulations to Ramona, I think we did a lot of learning from it. And Moira, let me ask you then, of all the things that you learned mm -hmm. that evening, mm -hmm. what one or two stand out in your mind as being most well, valuable? The thing that, uh, that struck me most about all the speeches was this emphasis on acting, on body language, on extreme body language almost. And I, I took myself back to Dhananjaya Hatirachi, 2014 World Championship speaker, winner, and his speech. And basically, Dhananjaya stood in one place most of the time. He had one prop, which was a rose, and none of the, if I may call it histrionics, of excessive what about the only uh, excessive body language he did was and it wasn't even excessive was to pluck the petals of this rose at the end of his speech and I contrasted the style I'm wondering now would Dhananjaya have won against those people and was the expectation of the judges to see these performances as opposed to speeches. 
Well, of course, you have to. You can only judge what's in front of you. Of course. And I don't really know whether the same judges uh, judge. Well, they can't no, be. No, no, no. A different, there's a whole lot of different judges at the convention. Mm -hmm. But I must say, let us just leave the listeners with a, a strong recommendation that they find a way of getting hold of the footage from the convention. Absolutely. And Absolutely. organizing an evening somewhat similar to the one we had. Yeah. And with that, we'll bring the segment to a close. And that means I have to introduce the last piece of music. And this is, again, Paul's choice. And this time, it's By the Time I Get to Phoenix by Glenn Campbell. 